My birthday yesterday, I didn't get a single lifer, but my bird of the day was pretty darned cool, a Rufus hummingbird who's been coming to my bird feeder since Monday. She showed up on the next block of Peabody at some point before Halloween, and when my neighbor Jean found out about it, she told me and set out her own feeders. Of course, I had to set out my feeders, too. This has made it more complicated for birders descending on the neighborhood to add her to their count and state lists. They don't know whose yard she'll be in, but birds like to have options. I'm making my sugar water using a rounded one-third cup of sugar per cup of water. This is on the strong side, but still within the natural sugar concentration range of flower nectar. Hummingbirds need enough water to metabolize sugar, but the cold, wet weather we're having right now means she needs a bit more calories relative to that water. She showed up quite a few times over the course of my birthday, but she's skittish when people are gawking at her, so I set my good camera on a tripod and left it on the porch to record video while I watched from a distance indoors. I got one really good video of her arriving at the feeder and pigging out. That video is in slow motion, so it lasts exactly three minutes, even though she was there for less than a minute. Hummingbirds are, of course, extremely rare vagrants in November. I had another female Rufus hummingbird back in 2004. She showed up on November 16th and stayed in my yard until December 3rd, surviving a blizzard and a night with temperatures plunging into single digits. She left at mid-morning on a sunny, mild day after filling up starting before dawn, so I'm sure she managed to get pretty far, though I de devoutly hoped she'd run into more yards here and there where people were still keeping out their hummingbird feeders with reasonably fresh sugar water. Late hummingbirds are so rare that of course few people leave feeders out for them. It's been 17 years since my last one, which isn't much of a payoff for keeping a feeder out and the water reasonably fresh for two months after hummingbirds are essentially gone. One rehab center was telling people earlier this fall to take in hummingbird feeders so they don't create what they called a, quote, food island that could keep them north too long. But the hummingbirds that breed here, ruby-throateds, simply do not stick around later than each individual needs to get its body ready for its long journey. The only times I've ever had a ruby throat in early October, it stopped momentarily, pigged out, and immediately moved on. My feeder was just an emergency wayside, not a food trap. No matter how long people leave out their feeders, stragglers after early October up here never include ruby-throated hummingbirds. These late hummers are always vagrants from other ranges who simply chance upon our feeders. They wander on when they get their body fat back up. Some of these hummingbird stragglers, of course, do die, as do birds in our yards during every other season. But of the hummingbird cases I know about, the deaths happened when well-meaning people trapped the birds to, quote, rescue them. Now, trapping them to overwinter them indoors or transfer them to where people think they belong is strictly prohibited. 
The superb writer and ornithologist Scott Wiedensall has researched this issue extensively. His and an abundance of other research shows that rufous hummingbirds are extending their winter range into the eastern United States, perhaps as a result of habitat loss and climate change issues in their traditional winter range in Mexico. And some of these birds are surviving winters as far north as Ohio and Pennsylvania and even returning the next year. In 2014, a banded hummingbird in State College, Pennsylvania, survived air temperatures of minus 9 degrees Fahrenheit and wind chills of minus 36. Remember, rufous hummingbirds breed in the Rocky Mountains of Alaska. They are survivors. Birds understand their lives and their needs far better than we arrogant humans do. When I had a chickadee with a deformed bill and missing toes, I trusted that the little guy would do what it needed to survive as long as possible, and a year later, it successfully fledged a brood. When my previous November rufous hummingbird stayed on until December, I trusted that she'd move on when she was ready, and she did. This year's hummingbird in my neighborhood may not make it, but there's a good chance she will to move on when her body tells her she's ready. That is simply not my call to make. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.